Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. Xbox one two three sixty. A new day is dawning for DX. And now your hosts, Sean X Pac Wolfman. Welcome to X Pac one two three sixty, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a hell of a weekend wrestling. Seriously, right? WWE uh, put on the Royal Rumble. Um, NXT Takeover mm-hmm. and uh, and a hell of a Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Yep. I yep. thought I thought it was four days of really strong uh, wrestling. Absolutely. Great, Great kickoff yeah. to WrestleMania season for sure. Yeah, so um, yeah, and, and and once again, you know, it's just you kind of, uh, I don't want to say you're taking it for granted, mm. but kind of taking it for granted that NXT takeovers are just going to go out there and crush, like, and and once again it did. Like people could say, okay, it might not have been I, I, as good as the last one or whatever, but it followed the last. Like, oh yeah, every take takeover, it might not top the last one, but it at least follows it. And every mat, and 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 I just said this after it was over with. I said I might as well just. No, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. When I say I say it as I mean I tweet it. He said it out loud, you declared right. it. That's just like when you say, Oh, I talked to so and so. No, you didn't. You were texting with them. So <laughs> so yeah, no, I said I might as well just, I found this old tweet from a few months back mm-hmm. where I just said every match on every t- takeover follows the last one. Every match on every takeover either tops or mm-hmm. follows the last one. And I said I might as well just retweet this one every <laughs> Every takeover. Just schedule the tweet for right yeah. around that time. Uh, I always liken NXT takeovers to Pixar films. Yeah. That like they're always good. They're always good. They're yeah. just can always considerably good in their own way. They tell their own story. And at one point, you're walking in and you're just like, "When, when is Cars Two happening? Is there going to be a Cars Two of NXT takeovers? Hmm. There has not been yet. Cars Two. I never saw Cars One. I have no idea what you're talking about. Cars Two. Cars, cars Two was Cars Two was the first bad Pixar film. Was it? Yes. Oh, I did not know it that. Was. Very much. Yes. Can't confirm. <laughs> All right. Huh. I didn't watch it. The, yeah. You. There's a good reason as yeah. to why. <laughs> I did watch the first one. First one was wonderful. Yeah. So. All right. I like that analogy, Steve. Even yeah. if no one else did. <laughs> I Hold liked them. it. I just don't know what Cars is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so. I mean, they started off with a banger, right? The tag match. Yeah. So, Oof. what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, War Raiders won the title. A lot of fans aren't really um, taking to the War Raiders yet. What are your? What do you mean? It just. What do you mean, like in the in the arena or like on social media? Both, really. Huh? Because I, I don't like. The, I don't, the match was on fire. Yeah. I mean, I thought the crowd reaction was just fine. I mean. I th- are they spo- like? Are you talking about as a baby base team? Yeah, because they seem to be cheering. I, you know, undisputed era. Everyone loves them. So, but I, I understand the War Raiders. They didn't really get the reaction that undisputed era gets, which is difficult to do. I thought everything they did got a reaction in the ring. Though I thought yeah. like, okay, if someone, if the people like 
I mean, it's, you know, 2019, mm, uh, you know, people, mm-hmm. it's been like this for a long time, actually, where people cheer who they want to cheer, mm-hmm. you know, and for the most part, like people go with the flow, but, you know, uh, you know, they're going to, so God, it's just hard not to like Undisputed Era. Yeah, it is. So, no matter what, how big a dicks they are. I was actually so. at NXT Riverside, and yeah. they had Undisputed Era versus War Raiders and Ricochet. Uh-huh. And I can tell you that that match was literally, like, besides Ricochet, that match was made by War Raiders, specifically Hanson. Yeah, Hanson, right? It was right? incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody, like, the last few moments of that match, and I almost feel like because I was at NXT Riverside that I was more hyped than I probably would have been prior um, when they won the titles. Because uh, yeah. had the... Had I not seen them like prior, like you know, right in the front NXT Riverside, I probably would I would have been happy for them, but maybe not as happy because mm. the, the moment was still so there. But the last few minutes of that match, I was just like, man, how does he do it? Like he's so yeah. big, but he's mm. so agile and he's excited, yeah. and and it really gets the crowd very excited. Yeah. I'll go back to uh, <laughs> War Games, and to me, he was the unsung hero of yeah. the whole the whole freaking thing. No doubt, I think the War yeah. Raiders are. Very much an in-ring tag team. Yeah. I don't know if NXT has done a good enough job of presenting them in promos to make us as excited for them as we are for Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's to Johnny's point of where people feel. Sure. They might yeah. be disappointed with them. I didn't have them winning this one. No, nor did I. Uh, but yeah, when you watch them in the ring, they're, it's almost like when you see Killian Dane, you're like, how does he do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just <laughs> incredible. They shouldn't be able to do what they do. But yeah, man, you can't deny them. That's for sure. Awesome. So, so um, one of the other things. Okay, so the other match that you, do you want to talk about the NXT Women's Championship match? Which sure, Baker yeah, of course. I, I, let's talk about. Like, oh. Or do you want to go back? Because we kind of jumped around a little bit. Yeah, and started we did. With NXT Takeover. Mm. Do you want to hop back to the news, or do you want to hop continue with NXT Takeover and go from there? Oh, let's go to the. Let's do okay. some news. Okay, let's okay. go hop back into yeah. the news because we kind of. I'm not lost afraid our, to jump all around. <laughs> we kind of lost our it's place your there. show. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get back to NXT Takeover, but for now. Like I said, there was some unexpected news this week, or at least I didn't expect it. WWE has confirmed that Dean Ambrose will not be renewing his contract after this April. So from the looks of it, after WrestleMania, Dean Ambrose is done. Apparently, he was offered a five-year contract at $1 million per year. However, Dean Ambrose did say that it's not the money that he's interested in. He is unfortunately unhappy right now with the creative of everything surrounding his character. I can't, you know, um, and and in the in the current climate, like it's hard to blame him. You know, uh, I've been there. I've been one of the, like, um, you know, like where you're just miserable. It doesn't matter if you're getting a million dollars. And and let's let's be clear about the contract. That's not just a flat out million dollars. That's a downside guarantee. Mm. He will make subst- He would make substantially more. Than a million dollars a year. Bonuses merged. Absolutely. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say if your downside is a mill and you're doing what, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're running on all cylinders, you're going to make two and a half, three, three and a half million dollars. So, wow. Yeah. And and if you're making that, if you're making two and a half million, they're making close to 10 net on you. Sure. I, I can, I'll just use, for example, um, when I went back from WCW to WWE, um, you know, I settled for a lower downside guarantee. It was like it was three hundred thousand. 
but I made over a million dollars a year. So, you know, um, and I knew I was going to make more. It's just you don't know how much. And, it, and, and, and it's smart. You know, it's good for the talent because they know they have at least they're going to make this amount and they can plan for this. And, uh, and at the same time, there is an incentive to make more. Unlike WCW, when we were there, uh, you know, I, I got a $250,000 guarantee. But that's all I was going to make. I did make a little bit extra on some merchandising yeah. stuff, like uh, a video game I was on, w, NWO versus WCW, or uh, the six-ball shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, I made a few bucks off of that. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, there's no incentive to go out and work hard in WCW, unless, unless you just have pride at work, which at some point a lot of guys kind of, <laughs> you know, and it was just, eh. This well, is then. a hell of a gravy train we got going here. <laughs> so, Sean, two, showed up. two questions. I guess, first of all, I'll ask you, how do you think that now that obviously WWE knows that at end of April, or April Dean yeah. Ambrose is gone, how do you treat him from now until then? Like, do you, you know, keep him off te- television? Do you, you know, squash him? Like, what what do you think should happen? You, what do you think it's going to happen? You don't abuse someone like that on the way out you do not like shame them humiliate them because you want them to come back just like the the statement wwe made a lot of people are going oh this must be a work because they never come out and they you know say this type of thing it's like this is a different time mm-hmm. and dean ambrose is not a talent that you go we wish you best of luck in your future endeavors to because you want him back at some point sure you know, so what was the question? Oh, that was my question. Because <laughs> a lot of you people are it. wondering, you know, if WWE is going to keep him off screen or, you know, squash him and try and lower his. No, you get you. You use him smart. You use him to, you know, do honors for other people on the way out. So you're thinking but he'll, he'll in, be... within reason, within reason. So you're thinking he'll be on the WrestleMania card. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think early inclinations looks like it's going to yeah. be him and Triple H for WrestleMania. Oh. Is what, like, from what I saw in this raw segment, I know we're a little ahead of ourselves, but like, from what I saw in this raw segment where he interrupted the Triple H Seth Rollins, yeah, it looks like it's going to be Triple H and Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. What I think would be interesting if is if Dean Ambrose goes over Triple H at WrestleMania because Triple H usually lets a younger guy go over at WrestleMania, and then still gets to leave in April. Mm-hmm. Like that's if that's how they do it. Which similarly, that's what they do with folks they want to stay. Like, I remember so, Rob Van Dam had his final match in WWE. He beat Randy Orton, and then his contract expired, and he went away. I, I'm i going – I don't think it's a, a – I don't think – I think it's mm. highly unlikely that Dean Ambrose is going over on Triple H on the Fair. way out the door. No, that's what I'm because, saying. Because uh, Hunt – okay, I know they got the win and, and everything and, you know, uh, Crown Prince Jewel or whatever the fuck <laughs> you call it. Uh but, um, you know, last WrestleMania, Paul and Steph lost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people remember those things. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Wins and losses matter. <laughs> Get the fuck right out of town. Who would have? So, uh, <laughs> I know. I, I just think historically he loses. Historically, he use, Triple H loses at WrestleMania and then comes back for like a stadium show like Super Showdown well, yeah. or Crown he Jewel. He beat Sting. Don't forget that. And that well, that... Yes, yes, I do remember that. That was a few, that was a few years back. <laughs> yeah. That, like, technically speaking, he likes to let someone like Seth Rollins win over yep. him. Sure. And then he'll spend the rest of the year getting it back to do it again for someone else. Mm. Is the pattern I've seen with him 
Meaning, if I'm expecting it and I'm saying it now, that means it's definitely not happening. Ah, he's just getting a strong win this WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm guessing. That's fair. And 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 um, I gotta take. Hey, look, uh, Dean Ambrose came back from his uh, time off in shape, sure did, looking good, uh, like on point. Every mm-hmm. like his home game was on point. Like every every aspect was on point. And if know? those contract details are accurate, I. All power to him for saying no. I mean, from what I understand, he does live a very um, Spartan lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, so I think he's done well with his money to where he can have the creative freedom to go elsewhere. Yeah. So it's gonna be very interesting to see these next couple of months. Well, speaking of going elsewhere, obviously everybody's thinking that he, the the go to that he's going to be doing is going to all elite wrestling. Do you think see him going more towards that path, or do you see him doing something more of a like how uh, Drew McIntyre did, kind of going everywhere? Because you mm. know Dean Ambrose comes from the, from the Indies; he knows what it's like to go out there and you know do the rounds. So where where do you think we're going to be seeing him, if any? Mm, he's either going to show up in AEW, or he's just not going. He's just gonna go out and like find himself. Yeah, you know, go on a, on a spiritual journey or some shit. Right? If, any, if anyone knows anything about the John Moxley history, he might be a wandering man for a while. Yeah, so or he might do double or nothing and then be a wandering man for like a year or whatever. Right? I think yeah. um, with with him leaving in April and double or nothing in May. Since we're on the topic of him possibly going to AEW, is the non compete is the non compete something that comes with severance or is that something? Baked into the contract that he has to do. It's usually uh, it's it can be it can be different. It's it it has more teeth mm-hmm. if there's if there's some pay that comes along with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So um, you know if there's if there's nothing like that, mm-hmm. and it just is like oh you can't you know compete like usually those things don't hold up because mm-hmm. like when, when other people have like come to WWE with those things in their contract, WWE's like, Oh, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. Cause yeah, the let them let them try. It's a matter of size and yeah. care that, that hypothetically, if he wanted to break a non-compete by going to double or nothing and double um, or nothing, didn't want to fight with w, or w, double or nothing, didn't care that it would be a fight with WWE. They'd probably just take on that. Fight. Oh yes. And he'd be worth that fight. Oh yeah. Mm. Yes. That's what it sounds like. See, like when, that's the thing is right when you get a uh, when you get a, a cease and desist letter mm-hmm. from a sh- huge corporation <laughs> like WWE, it scares the fuck out of people, and they go, "Okay, mm-hmm. whether like there's any real like exactly. okay, whether they really have a leg to stand on, you don't want to fuck with them, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, it's just it's a lot. That's well, that's a, and they could tie you up, and it's like because there's a floor full of rumor, there rumors. There's a floor full of lawyers. Yeah. At, at Titan Tower yeah. that send cease and desist mm-hmm. and look at look for situations like this. Yeah, but like so, like, I can't imagine, uh, you know, the folks, the, the, the wonderful folks mm-hmm. uh, at AEW, at least the people that are backing it, being ex- extremely uh, intimidated by it. Yeah. By, by a cease and desist letter or something. I just don't see it. Well, since you've dealt with so many contracts over the years in your own career, can we assume there's a 90-day no-compete? Or yes. is that no... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay, so that's... Even if the contract just expires, there's always a 90-day no-compete? Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing about, like, those contracts. If you don't... If you don't give notice 90 days before the contract's up, that shit a lot of times automatically rolls over. Mm. Almost always. That's how I got... You know when, <laughs> when when everyone went to and did the NWO? Yeah. Like legit, I would have been the first guy, except for um except for uh like 
I didn't know when my contract expired like, and contract it rolled over. Just rolled over. Yeah. And, and they knew like I was already wanting to leave and it rolled over. So I was fucked. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so now, wow. And I, right. from their point of view, it was like, oh yeah, little fucker. We'll show you. Inside in. <laughs> so now I got to ask, do you think that Dean Ambrose's future with the company says anything of Renee Young's future with the company? Yeah, no. Nope. No, not necessarily. Unless she just is like, yeah, I want to go work with my husband. I, well, I think she's happy. I, yeah. I, and yeah. I think they're happy with her. And, you know, those things happen. I, although I will say this. Um, when, when one person in this industry works for one company and their partner works for another one, it creates a lot of, a lot of times things don't end up working out. Mm. Um, yeah, hope, hopefully, obviously, I don't mean to be, mm. you know, I think with her being putting that on anything, I'm just saying, like you know. But she's not a, she's not in the same position he's in. She's and she's not like on the road. Like mm-hmm. it's not like she's on the 250 day a, a year schedule. Like yeah. she's yeah. at TV and can go home. So there's plenty of quality quality time between uh, to be had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think with her being the first ever full time commentator, I'd like to think that provides a decent amount of job security. Um, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't like. Yeah. I want to think of about that like from a. Hmm, now, like, because, you know, because their husband and wife that, you know, okay, there's residual heat on Renee. I don't think so. Yeah. That's fair. All right. So moving on, another person has actually also asked for their release. And according to Fightful and PW Insider, it's been granted. And that was Hideo Itami. Yeah. Um, he is un- he will be under the 90-day no-compete contract. Yeah. He signed with the WWE back in 2014. He was in NXT for a while. But then he did get a shoulder injury and a neck injury that sort of yeah. held him back. Um, and as of sort 2017, of. he was in 205 Live. So I don't know what your thoughts sort are Sort of that. like... like- I I think like around the time that he signed with WWE, like no one had more of a buzz mm-hmm. in wrestling than than Kenta. As far as like, okay, this guy is, you know, pound for pound the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, that's the kind of talk you heard about him. I remember they built a takeover around. Obviously, there was a main event. Yeah. But one of the attractions of a NXT takeover, like I would say, it was the second or the third one they ever did, was. Kenta's showing up. Yeah, he wasn't. There wasn't a match. There wasn't a pro. It was just Kenta will be present. Yeah, and then yeah. they changed his name, and like that was a whole segment on a takeover. And, and, and that it, that was t- like okay, and they don't do that anymore. Like mm. a good thing too, right? Like okay, we got to change his name. <laughs> like, I mean, that's a big deal to me. Mm. Like okay, I mean, he's Kenta. I think that protected Kenta just as much as it protected, just as much as it protected because NXT. of the run. Because, because of, of what the, the run, run? Well, because like, of what the run could have been, I think it protected both sides. So um, that's fair. Fair enough. I just like I'm. I'm just thinking about okay, just how like okay, he's so great mm-hmm. of a performer. Um, everybody likes him too. I mean, like, yeah. like you know, I hear any bad anything bad about him behind the scenes or any other for that matter. Um. Uh, it just what a string of bad luck for him. Yeah, I mean those those injuries. You know? 
the shoulder is the most unstable joint in the body. And he had almost what some people, it's called the unhappy triad in the knee. He almost had that with the shoulder. He had so many complications and God, it's, it's really hard to come yeah. back from that. And it was gone for quite some yeah, time. Yeah. And like after the surgery, it looks like his, his shoulders mangled still probably for light. Like that's how it's going to look. Forever. Stuff, what he had, it's very, very difficult to ever get back to hundred percent for sure. And yeah. And it, even if like you can physically just what it does to you mentally. You know what I mean? Oh, it's obvious, like, I have a similar... Your pec. It gives yeah. you a lot of fear because you yeah. don't have the power that you used to yes. have. Mm-hmm. And the shoulder is so, there's so... It's the most mobile joint, but also the most unstable yeah. joint in the body. So it's a, it's really difficult. Yeah. And I just think you could tell. Like, you could tell that there was something mentally uh, gone, at least for a while. Like, yeah. I think his confidence has gotten better and better. But, like, for a while there, like, when he first came back from that, it was really a shell of himself. Oh, yeah. Well, it takes a long time. They say for yeah. a professional athlete with a major injury, say like an ACL or a, a major shoulder problem, it takes a full year before you even start to feel confidence again. And so it seems to be And unfortunately, had, he had to go through all that in front of people, yeah. and, you know, in front of big yeah. crowds and everything. And that's, that's a shame. And and in, I, I just hate that, hated that, that, uh, like, that that's how everything worked out for him. And in that NXT system that doesn't guarantee – that doesn't guarantee you the best spot or the best path to success. That if he's doing, if he's out for however long he was out, and then he's going through the motions when he's back without the whole confidence, in a position where they could just, well, we lost this, like we, and, we know what we're doing without him now. And on a roster full yes. of nothing but thoroughbreds <sighs> that are right. like the best in the world, all in one roster. Mm-hmm. So like. If it was like you know another roster here and there, like he could get away with that, but it sticks out. Yeah, you know. But at the same time, I'm sure he's going to be quite busy. Uh, once oh, for sure, day. for sure. Yeah, so yeah, I'm thinking he'll probably go to either New Japan or Pro Wrestling Noah, but we'll see. Hmm. We'll see what he'll happens. Have a lot of options. He'll be able to do uh, a number of things. I think. So <laughs> All right. Oh, so now we're going to go ahead and go back to NXT TakeOver Phoenix. So we already talked about War Raiders and Undisputed Era. Yeah. So if you want, we can go into the Women's Championship match, which was Shayna yeah, Baszler. Or did no, you want to no, not um, talk into Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure that but that Riddle and, and Cassisono were in the middle oh, of Oh, yeah, no, I don't have, sorry, I don't have it in order. So I was just oh. going to go bounce oh. around. But let's go ahead and talk about Matt Riddle versus Cassisono. Yeah, what did you I, think of that? I thought it was good. Oh. I just, I'm not sure if we needed it on the show. But you know, it was on it, and it it was a tough spot. Yes, it, was. it was one of those spots that you know we always go, oh God, why do they got to put the ladies in the toughest spot of the night? That was one of them too. Mm. The ladies still had a tough one themselves. Oh, yeah. Is, do I call them ladies, women? How do I? Ladies, tell me. I, help think me I would say women. Okay, women. women. The women. Yeah. Because uh, we're not really even sure. Like I don't know. Per- I don't know if she is a lady <laughs> no, behind the on. scenes. You're good. <laughs> no, ladies, fine. You can, you can, you can say lady. You can say woman. I mean, as long as you're not saying like cupcake or, or broad, sweetie, like some or asshole weird like tweeted that. me like about Rhonda last <laughs> okay, night. Okay, yeah, broad. No. <laughs> uh, you call her dame. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's uh, 1920s detectives, maybe. <laughs> okay, so okay, Matt, Matt, and and uh, Hero and, and and Ono, they have good chemistry. Yeah. They've done this a bunch of times. It was good. Um, it was. It's just, it's how I assumed it was going to turn out. But like, you know, um, even though everyone knows that Riddle's a badass, like the way he turned it on at the end there, it was almost like it took you out for a second. Like, yeah. oh, that's too too <laughs> brutal. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought, like. 
I mean, because he went off on him at the end there, just beating the shit out of and, him. And I love that change in him because he's the bro. And then yeah. you often forget, like, oh, this guy's like a teddy bear. And then, oh, no, he can kill someone. So yeah. people yeah. were, like, cheering, but it was, like, a different kind of cheer. I don't know if you noticed it or not. Well, I, like can, blunt, yeah. I, I can tell you from, from being there at, at the event, the crowd didn't really know how to react. It was kind of right. – it was quiet for some points because – Due like, to did he really just get hot at him and just like that? I mean, and also, we couldn't see everything oh, because really? during the match they have the logos up on the on the trons. So especially for that for for the end of the match where the combo went to the tap out, we couldn't we couldn't see Ono tapping out. Yeah. Like that was that wasn't to hard cam or to anything. So where the majority of the arena couldn't see what was happening. So we were. Ju- everybody was just kind of poking their head up, like, "What? What's going on? I can't gotcha. quite tell." It was. It was interesting. It was a, a very interesting energy in there for that match specifically. Yeah, uh, and like, and you know, like I was saying, you know, when you have to follow a match, like they had to follow, like it, just being able to follow it is is remarkable. So, yeah. Yeah. I got to see this match at NXT Riverside, actually. And prior to the match, Cassius Ono cut this amazing promo, basically saying that he used to have a connection with the SoCal fans. And basically now they look at him with pe- with pity. And he's all like, that's how I look at my opponent, Matt Riddle. And truthfully, I will tell you that during that show and during the NXT TakeOver, I wasn't that big of a fan of this match. I still, I feel like they have great chemistry with one another. Matt Riddle obviously has so much charisma. You can't teach that. But I haven't been as impressed yet with what they've been doing inside the match. And I know it's like an unpopular opinion, but I sort of feel like I wasn't as impressed. Maybe I expected a little bit more from the two guys uh, together. I saw this match twice and Mm. neither time was I like, whoa, or anything like that. So... I don't know if it's anybody okay. else felt that way, but I, I did a little bit on this one. I uh, is it because it was more ground-based? Because I know you're a Lucha fan. I know you like that. No, I, I like all sorts of different styles. Okay. But for me, it just didn't have that thing where I was, like, really invested in it. Like, it didn't grab me. Ooh, but do you think it could be the fact that you kind of knew what was coming? Like, I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I, I mean. That's what I'm getting at, too, that, like, th- we all knew heading into this that, um. I oh no was oh yeah I, that Ono was going to lose but look equal, like we were building to Ono looking good but still losing, but and if he's still going to lose and it's the third match, like what are we even proving? Because like, that that was something this match had to overcome for me. I just yes, think, it was the third one. Yeah, I just think what that match did though for Ono is it just firmly even more established his character as like a bitter. Cassius Ono, and I love this side of him. I love the fact that he's walking in an arena pissed off because he keeps coming up short. He doesn't think people respect him. He thinks fans pity him. That's something that can have legs, I think, for a while, whether or not he's winning matches, perhaps. Yeah, I, I, like, once again, in the ring, they got, they brought me back, but that was a huge thing to overcome because it's, uh, imagine a best of three series, and they already won two. Yeah, sure. And then Riddle already mm. wins two. You're like, well, then I don't even know why we're having a third match. Mm. But once they overcame that, I enjoyed this match, and it's, they told a very different story than everything else in the night. I just want Riddle to move on. Okay. I want them both to move on to good stuff. Probably is. Yeah. All right. So I'm just like all over the place. But let's go ahead and <laughs> talk about NXT Women's Championship match. Shayna Baszler defeating Bianca Belair. Uh, what did you guys think about that one? <sighs> Come on now. I Loved enjoyed it. it. <laughs> Loved it. Yeah. And I... Um, they always... I don't know like who's, put, who's the producer with them, but um, like the... The stories told mm-hmm. in these NXT Women's Championship matches are as good as any any on the on the card yeah. on the rest of the show. 
So like I'm try- I'm like like I want to know who the producer is that's working with these women. I think uh, is it Sarah or is she. Possibly, or she's just, tra- or she's just a trainer with them. I'm not sure. I-, I can tell you my favorite moment of strategy. I think the entire night was in this match when Shayna used Bianca's hair against yeah. her and pulled her into the the post. Loved yes. it. Yeah. It's such a Shayna move. And wow, man, how about that? How about that mark on her on her yes. stomach from when she got oh. whipped with that thing? Because hmm. I I saw Bianca <laughs> Belair at the first May Young Classic where she, in the course of probably two or three matches, yeah. used that hair as a whip a lot. Mm. Whereas she only used it once or twice in this match. It's good. But it counted. It made, like it literally left a mark. It's almost like savoring it instead of overusing yeah, it. Yeah, instead of very much overusing it. I'm not saying she overused it in the main classic, but I am saying they, they got it over or that early mm. that was earlier in her career where they had to get it over as a, a form of offense she uses. Whereas here it's just something in her bag of tricks. And once again, like the finish the finish was great. Yes. Yeah. You know, like everything leading up to the finish, all the false finishes, just everything. Like the whole, you know, last, I don't know how many minutes of that match. It was mm. just, yeah, you know, like it just seemed flawless. Yeah. So and I've said it before, but I think when all is said and done, Shane is going to go down as the greatest NXT women's champion we've had so far. Yeah. That's a tall order, but she's, it she's is. making, but she's, but she's it's her second reign. Yeah. She's dominating. She's constantly creative in the ring and her strategy and it, it, just everything she does makes sense. And it's just so fun to watch. Also shout out the very first ever female ref bump. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Very like I had to, yeah. I tweeted it to try to have anyone bring me anything else. Just a regular woman, a fi- woman's official on TV doing a ref bump. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. Yeah. We've taken a long time to get there. There we go. All right, and moving on to the NXT North American Championship match, Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano. We do have a new champion, but this match was really good. My favorite of the night, personally. Um, but what were your guys' thoughts on it? I think it was better than really good, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was really great, then. It was so good. I Holy get so fuck. concerned. How many times was Ricochet on his head? I'm just yeah. like, I, I, I don't know how they do it. It's unbelievable to me. It's it's such artwork, how Ricochet just gets up from all of that, whether or not you win or There must be some trick to it. I just, yeah. I, no one ever sparked me up to it, so I ended up with two <laughs> fucking broken necks. Jesus. No, I, think, I think when he says one and only, I think that's also what he means, that it's a certain level of balance and also, I think, luck. Luck or wow. just luck or just steadfastness to just know to to just wind up on his feet more often than not. That I think it's something he it's something he must have known about himself and his balance very early in his life, and then he developed his whole style around it. It's it's dumbfounding to me to watch. It's those two together. Whew. Good guy. Also, Johnny Gargano at Rumble weekends. Like I I wouldn't be shocked if this time next year we're giving Johnny Gargano another match of the year can another match of the year um, trophy or award. For this match. Mm. Like it was that yeah. good. One of my favorite things about this match was more so that it was a storytelling element with the main event as well. Because mm. yeah. you saw echoes of Tommaso Ciampa and then you saw Ciampa doing the same things that Johnny was doing. And Johnny being a little bit more, well, crap, this worked before, this can work again. All of the stuff that I'm trying to do the right way isn't working. And this, I think, was the full, the full final turn of Johnny Gargano being a bad guy. Mm. And... I sitting there, I was like, I don't know what, how I feel about this match. I really enjoyed it, but there's something missing until the main event happened, and sort of, cl- and then you saw them standing tall on the stage, and then it's like, it was a it was a two fall DIY match mm. without without 
knowing it. Mm -hmm. I, I love the, the storytelling that they did with this match and the next one when it came to Johnny and Tommaso. Loved it. And a two-year payoff, if you think about it. Yeah. At least. Cool. All right. Well, Mark <laughs> opened it up for us. Tommaso Ciampa retained his title against Aleister Black. Any thoughts on that one? Strong. Yeah. I think it was a strong main event, you know. Um, um, they had a hell of a fucking match to follow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And, <laughs> and like, they did. They followed it. Everybody keeps know? following the match, and I, I, I think there's something about an NXT TakeOver that is more I liken more to a USC event in the sense that you're very much suspending your disbelief and you're very much every fall seems to count mm -hmm. which I the WWE style fall for fall doesn't really do that if you watch we're going to talk about Rumble later like every fall every moment didn't really catch me didn't really catch me in the Rumble as it did for the takeover we're take takeover like every every false finish of this main event just got yeah. me was like, it's going to be Oscar Black now it's, that's going to happen, and it's just really well done. I have a question for you, Sean. So if you're Aleister Black at this point, he's already been NXT champion. He's done everything possible in NXT. Is he one of those people that you look to maybe bring up sooner rather than later to the main roster? <sighs> it's tough because they you are. Know, you know. Okay. It's, you want that for him because uh, unless they figure out a different way of paying, like it would be you know more money. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the uh, the goal is, you know. I mean, money is a thing, you know. Yep. We make money, like we kill our bodies, and like we ha the money has to be extremely important, right? Because like we're fucking broken down and and all fucked up at the end of all this. So like he deserves to make that money, absolutely. And um, and that, but like I would just be real, f you know, I wouldn't. I would want to make sure, like, I knew what the plan was. Yeah, and, sure. I've been pretty yeah. cautious these last, like, three or four takeovers to be very cautious of how and why I'm saying WWE should call this guy up. Because it was that mentality, both internally and externally, that has led to a Neville. lot of... Yeah, that has led to a lot of people that were like, man, if if they were creatively their Sammy best Sane. in NXT... Yeah, like, if they're creatively their best down in NXT... Maybe they should have just stayed there until the WWE had something for them to do. Well, it took a lot of guys to get their footing. It took Neville to become oh, God, a heel like, before. It took Tyler Breeze to become a fashion cop before, you know, anyone really understood him mm -hmm. on the main roster. So it is, it's a risky endeavor. But, and it's a risky endeavor, yeah. and you have to have something to do. Like, the Kevin Owens call-up is a great example of... That worked. They clearly. knew what they were doing. He yeah. was NXT champion, but he wasn't going to bring the belt onto the main roster. He beat John Cena three times. That was how that was how Kevin Owens was made by being called up. And Samoa Joe similarly. So you come up and great path. You come up and actually are equal to other people. Like you're equal to where they want you. Noah Jose, ah, uh, it's unfortunate. <laughs> there's some there's some folks that get called wow, up. Wow, right? And there's some folks you, that get called up. I knew and it. You though. can literally it comes, see it when it comes to Noah Jose. I knew like if right. they tried to do that exact same thing at uh, the main roster, it wouldn't work. Sure. Well, I. I and some you might go well hasn't not hasn't really not worked yet, but they it doesn't look like it is. They haven't done it. He hasn't been on TV very much. Like Fandango's another yeah. example of like something that really worked in NXT that just didn't work. Well, he's in. I mean, he's injured right now, but sure. The, I mean, the Fashion Police. Can oh, the Fashion can't Police. Can't deny are, them. Yeah, great. You can't deny that they're worth the time on the main roster. But I, I so I refrain from the Alistair Black talk from straight up saying, "Oh man, they should absolutely call him up." Like now, I'm more like. 
Mill, if he's going to get his time and get his get his licks in down in NXT, keep him there. Don't send him up until you have something for him. Hey, you know, the thing about I, – I, they get their merch separate, and I bet you he's doing pretty good on merch. I think mm-hmm. so, too. Yeah. But Champa, I mean, he's my favorite NXT champion so far. <laughs> that guy, <laughs> man, he can do no wrong. So. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, I like everything about Champa, I think. I don't see him. I, I see him staying put for a while. Oh, absolutely. There. Me too. Yeah. I, and honestly, I'm I'm weird about this, but I see, and I, I like really want good main roster tag team wrestling. And I think the way to do it is for six to eight months from now, Champa and Gargano come up as a tag team into the main roster, into the title scene immediately, and then everyone else has to build around them as a tag team that's so strong that they were both single stars in NXT for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a good way to mm-hmm. like that's a good way to bring them up together. It's getting way ahead of the game there, but yeah, but, but that's idea. what I'm saying. But like way, but way ahead of the game. I also think it. I also like the the mind game of Champa controlling Gargano. Sure. No, I think Champa's going to be the longest reigning NXT champion of all time, without question. Right now, I'm looking at it. Finn Balor is the longest at 292 days. Champa's less than 100 days away from that. So. There's got to be a there's got to be an end game now where Gargano finally gets his on on Champa. I think it's going to be a reverse. I think it's going to be uh, Gargano is going to go a little bit too far, where Champa's like. Hey, I didn't teach you that. <laughs> Great. And then uh, it comes out the other side. But I, I like your idea too, Steve, because it echoes how they came into NXT as well. Yes, sure. I would also like, hypothetically, if we build a gar- gar- a Gargano turn against Champa heading into the NXT Takeover Mania, which we're gonna call it because there was already a Brooklyn, New York. It's... They're calling it NXT okay, Takeover New York. It's gonna be NXT Takeover New York in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> That we build towards a Gargano turn, so it's champion versus champion, and we, we think we're going to get this huge blow-off match, and then Gargano lays down for Ciampa. And then someone else has to come in and actually give you the match, but that's the extent of Ciampa's influence. Hmm. That he's going to make Gargano give him both titles. A lot of free time lately, Steve. A little bit. Well, I, work. <laughs> I work from home. We all know this. Works. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got that. Well, that, a, little that freel- got- <laughs> a little freelance writing. Little- <laughs> Steve's a soothsayer. That concludes TakeOver, everyone. Do you want to hop on over to our yeah, break now? <laughs> so now Rumble slash Raw slash SmackDown, everything. So. Mm. All right, well, when, when we come back from our break, because we got to go to a break right now, and then yeah, we'll come back pee, and talk. Yeah, you got don't you, Denise? No, I don't. I'm just saying. We have a plan. So much coffee. <laughs> Let's go. We'll when be we right come back. back, we'll talk about that. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. Notice I didn't say Xbox One Two Three Sixty that time. Uh, yeah, so where were we? We were talking. About, hey, let's let's get to the Rumble. Yeah, right? we were just to talk, about to talk about the Royal Rumble, which was a very long show, but Ooh. a lot <sighs> happened. Yeah, like so much from top to bottom. But Sean, I want to know for you, what was some of the standout points? Some of the highlights. Where do you want to kick it off? Well, the first thing that pops in in the mind is you know the um, Oscar and. Um, Becky, Becky Lynch Becky. match. Uh, it, was, it was a very nice match. Very good and, match. Very good opening match too. Very good. And uh, and boy, a lot of uh, you know a lot of people didn't like the tap out. Yeah. You know, uh, I, re- I I read Bubba Bub Dudley go, oh, she shouldn't have tapped out. She should have passed out. And and I get that, but I'm and and I can 
almost guarantee you that that idea was passed around and mm. somebody probably went, that's eh, too much like Austin. Mm. Well, and Bianca Belair did that the night before. I know they're, okay. I know they're claiming, they're claiming that those are different universes, but I think, sure. I don't, I don't think it hurts Becky that much. No, it doesn't. Clearly it doesn't it at all. Like it didn't. It doesn't at all. All it did was just help Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the meantime, keep her strong and keep her a viable opponent, contender, whatever the and fuck you want to call it. And keep her from being the transitional champion we all worried. Right. We she's... all worried when she became champion randomly at TLC. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to have to have well, a big Well, we, I didn't worry, but yeah, uh, I We could have worried, yeah. <laughs> well, I want to add that, you know... Everybody has argued every so often, like, oh, you know, WWE only builds up one person at a time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That's why we don't create any new stars. So right now, the whole focus is on Becky, as we know, because she's so over with the fans. But let's not forget, like, the fact that Becky actually tapped out to Asuka gave her such a big boost, because, you know... Asuka, you know, like you said, we were worried that she'd be a transitional champion. Mm. So this was sort of like, a, no, I'm not. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and, you know, be more, be something more from when she first got to the main roster. Yeah. And, you know, at some point she lost it when she lost to Charlotte at WrestleMania. And now it's sort of like she's picking that back up where she left off. So I feel that them actually having Becky tapped obviously did a service to to Asuka. So I was happy about that right off the bat yep. seeing it. And one of the things I also liked was afterwards... The camera shows Becky Lynch, and she's kind of, like, distraught, like, oh, man, like, how can I let this happen, that sort of thing. So I like the mind games, too, that this sort of played in Becky, where it's like, you know, you talk about you're being the man, and you're the greatest, and blah, 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 and then you lose. So I like that it's sort of like a personal turmoil sort of thing. Sure. Also, hypothetically, if the plan is for Becky to stand tall at the end of WrestleMania, they already know where she's going. Like, Mm -hmm. she already has a pre-made next place to go after WrestleMania, which is something WWE isn't always great at. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they build to WrestleMania, and then and then, then what? They're like, I don't know. Whereas yeah. now it's like, well, now Becky has to circle back to Asuka. And that may or may not be by design. Sometimes that shit just ends up <laughs> happening. That's you know. fair. Oh, wow. Nice little resid- like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. residual effect we have here. I think a lot of us thought, oh, wait, Becky's got to get in the Rumble somehow. And, and obviously she found a way in. <clears> I think... I, I, none of us knew Fit Finley had authority. That's why I found that strange. I'm like, maybe Shane could have been the one to come out and be like, all right, you can go in. Or maybe something backstage could have happened. I, the but... authority of a Royal Rumble is very well, loose at best. Like, you could look beat at someone... Nia Jax, exactly. Yeah, like you could I mean... just beat someone up and enter the match. Hey, just, but just to let you know, Fit Finley has authority in every room he walks I, into. I believe he does. <laughs> Trust right. me on that. Yeah. Yeah, who's going to say no to Fit at this point? I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, Yeah, so... Oh, we're going to go to the Rumble yeah, when yeah. we get there. Yeah. Okay, all right. So the following match after this was the, was the Miz and Shane against the Bar. It's good the, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Very fun yeah. match. Yes. Yeah, people liked it. I liked and and um well, I like the Miz Shane Me too. uh dynamic. You know, I like the whole backstory and you know how like you know, like mm. I don't know they Stick skip into Raw. Uh, was it Raw or was it SmackDown? SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Anyways, what the fuck? Uh, you know the whole thing. You know, yeah. like with the with the video and they show like how they. You I, know, I enjoyed that. Miz was like you know lobbying to be partners for. I uh, enjoy these two working together. I, yeah. I, I think I have a crusade against the how main roster treats tag teams. That they would much rather throw the Miz and Shane McMahon together than actually have a tag team do tag team. Be, be okay, a tag, well, be tag when you team look champions. at it that way. I yeah, mean, but that's not anything about the match or what I was yeah. presented so much as an overall 
an overall trend I don't like. The actual mm -hmm. match I enjoyed. Well, that was Shane McMahon's second title win, actually. First one was yeah. me. Hey. <laughs> what did you think of his shooting star press? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus. I mean, just the whole match is ended, you know, like um, leading, you know, the finish. And when I say the finish, I don't just mean the shooting star press. Yes. A finish is sometimes like, uh, okay, like for ants, I'm going to go use all Japan pro mm. wrestling back in the day as an example. The fucking finish would be like 10 minutes long. Like going okay, time to go home. Okay, that's another <laughs> fucking ten minutes. So I when when I say finish or when we talk about finish, like mm -hmm. we isn't wrestling. Yes, usually is everything leading up to the actual pin. Like you know, right. yeah, that pretty much act three almost. Exactly. Act one, the act one well, is we're going to start. Way. Act two is the middle, and then act yeah. three is the end. So the, yeah, some yeah the and the finish is what like okay, that's where you start. Like okay, this is where we want to lay stuff out. Like we can, we can, uh, we can, you know, uh, work without a net, you know, add the, put, however you want yeah, to yeah. put it, like the whole match until you get to the finish. That's mm -hmm. fair. I like and that. And then yeah. that shit has to be structured. Mm. Anyone that goes, eh, we just wing it. Like, yeah, if you want your, like, it just doesn't work that way yeah. anymore. Like, if you think that, like, that's how you do it, you're fucking wrong. Like, you can't just go out there and go, eh, we'll just wing the finish. It'll yeah. be the shit. Where did, unless does... unless it's like some sh unless you have a have had a million matches with this guy or or woman yeah. and like a flare steamboat where you could just call or like you know the Mexican guys yeah they've all worked with each other a million times and could go out there and call it in the ring, but they weren't really calling in the ring fresh. They had already done these things a million fucking times. Sure. Yeah. I'm saying fuck a lot today. Yeah. We don't have any sponsors today, so fuck <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, in your opinion, as far as diff degree of difficulty from the top rope, is shooting star up there with one of the most difficult things to land? Because I have no idea. Okay, I've never even fucking tried it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. All right, moving on. Match number. Not three. even in a pool. <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's Championship. This was another fun match. I thought it was really good. I like the mind yeah. games that both Sasha, that Sasha Banks and Ronda Rousey played with one another, sort of trying yeah. to get under each other's skin, doing uh, things that you know went with the other person. So I thought that was really well done. Yes, and I thought Sasha was credible doing it. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it. I didn't go on like it wasn't a. You know, stretch to, uh, you know, okay, she shouldn't be in there with Rhonda. Like, I never thought that once. No. Right. You know? So, and I think they've done a pretty good job of leveling the playing field with Rhonda and the other women. And also, Rhonda, I don't think she gets enough credit for how well she sells, man. Like, yeah, she, she does by some of us, you yeah. know, and then other people shit on her, like, right. you know, uh, like on Twitter, just. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. popular to shit on Ronda Rousey. Oh my god, I, I can't play so it. stupid. I've, the, the arguments people have been giving me on Twitter make no sense. I'm like, look, if you want to hate Ronda because of her whatever MMA, that's fine. But she she sells so well in her matches, and oh, she's not good on the mic. I don't know. I thought she was pretty damn she, good on Raw. Okay, like, sometimes, I, sometimes it, like it's not a she doesn't bat a thousand on the mic. Sure, but a lot of it, it's really good. When it counts, it yes. counts, and Monday night counted. And people do not give enough credit. Anyway, 
All right. Well, okay. Do we have anything else to add on this one? I what were we talking about? We're still on Rumble, aren't we? We're uh, not yeah, on we're Rumble. still on Rumble. <laughs> I, I wanted to, to pop in and just say that this was peak Sasha Banks. This is like peak Agreed. NXT Sasha Banks, and it's great to see her back on this level. I love this match. Yes. Yeah. This play, the, the, the room was on fire for this one. Anytime I see Sasha stomping someone's hand, that's when she's at like peak, and then it was good to see. I'm just happy that we're not still seeing like Sasha Bailey, Sasha Bailey, friends, not friends, not friends. This, this was refreshing for Sasha Banks. Good for her. Yep. Uh, moving on afterwards, which was the Women's Royal Rumble, only the second one ever. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think? I can go through some of the women that came in through, or did you want to talk about some of the standouts it, during this match? It started off, it didn't get off to a good start, but it, it ended strong. Mm -hmm. Really Absolutely. strong. Um, I blessed, Poor Natty had to go out there. Like, I get it. Like, you know, I understand what they're trying to do, mm -hmm. uh, but Lacey Evans should not have been the first. No, like unproven number one. Like no one knows who she is. They don't know her. Like okay, some people probably do, right? Yeah, I, but like yeah. Royal Rumble, no, no, not in a Chase Field Royal Rumble. Most people, no. And then like, I just it was I just. It didn't start off. It didn't get off to a good start. Uh, she fell on her ass twice trying to flip it. Like, when you do that shit, you got to fucking nail it. Especially especially if you're first, like, that's the people's first fucking look at you. Mm. And you go out there and you're trying to do a cute little spot in the beginning that it wasn't even the right time. Like, that kind of spot mm. should never be done right off the bat. And then she falls on her ass and then tries to do another spot to look cute. Like... With a nip up and like bear, didn't get up, like mm. it just didn't get off to a good start for. Her. I felt really bad for her actually. Like she was thrown into that spot and she wasn't ready. It was yet. and just whoever was thinking that that was a good idea to put her right there in the beginning, like on on so many different levels, that wasn't right. I think mm. what they were thinking was less about the ring and more about the microphone. Well, they were thinking wrong. Like, but, like, <laughs> but they thought before the bell rang, they thought okay, she could grab the microphone and get heat. No. And then the but then the bell rings and then you know she isn't living up to Natalia who came out number two, and and the the stuff was just real like I mean I guess that like if you're gonna get on the mic you mm -hmm. can't really go in depth it's gonna be a lot of just cliche shit but you know if that's the right way of putting it but no that's sure. I just I felt that it wasn't like I understand what they were trying to do with her but at the end of the day it didn't serve her well it wasn't good to put her there is she yeah. like no no. I, and I felt bad, like, because I, you can see there's talent there yeah. quite a bit. And, like, you know, an overall package, like, I can see why they like her, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Nikki, I just Cross, thought, yeah, Nikki go Cross got a better got a better spot for what Nikki Cross could do. Yeah. Nikki Cross, like, I think, like, eighth or ninth. Hmm? Eighth. Uh -huh. Eighth or ninth run, gets to run yeah. in there, shine, show down with people, be crazy, and then just get caught up in the scrum and then be out. Yeah. Th whereas that served her a lot better than like, than yeah. this number one spot for Lacey. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that helped the first rumble that maybe didn't help this rumble, or I don't know, but I felt that with the first rumble, we all had that excitement of, ooh, who are they going to bring back or who are we going to see? And, you know, we didn't have that with no this old, one, you know? No old timers. <laughs> I feel like that, that kind of, we, we missed that a little bit, actually. Well, yeah, but... To that argument, though, what's the point of having a massive roster if you're not going to use your talent? Right, of course. Well, so, well, and they have. I think I was breaking it down Sunday that they have five different women's divisions 
to a certain extent, they have to build and move forward through one Royal Rumble match. They have a yeah. UK women's division, an NXT women's division, mm-hmm. a Raw, a SmackDown, and then a tag team division that we're going to get into a little later. Mm-hmm. So how many of those spots do you really have for Alondra Blaze, who, no offense to her, isn't competing for any of those five titles? Right. The, how many of the for Lita for Beth Phoenix? Like how many of those spots do you really have for someone like that? For the for that for that women's evolution thing, it was yeah yes. For the very for sure. first one, I think it was very good to give a spot to someone like Trish Stratus or Lita to like show the first one ever. Yeah, but the second one, I like that it's thirty active compat competitors. Mm-hmm. Well, we should talk about the number 14th entrance, which was Kyrie Sane. I got to tell you, she, uh, at the NXT Riverside show, she, besides Velveteen Dream, got the biggest pop of the she night. Sure did. And I know you wanted to mention something else about her, Kyrie. Yeah. She, she, um, I just want to congratulate her. Yeah. And NXT. Congratulations, Kyrie Sane, on winning the NXT uh, overall performer and, and the, um, the, the woman of the year. Like that. Yeah. And, and, um, did you see when, when she accepted it, when they presented it to her and she was so shocked, like yeah. she had no idea she had won that. And it was just such a genuine moment. And like, um, and like, she's full of those like yeah. types of like, you know, like every time she talks, every time she's on camera, like you could tell the genuine like gratitude and how like, you know, she's just right in the middle of living her dream. Yeah. And, 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 uh, um, you know, she was in tears almost, you know? She was and I just love only... it when she speaks English. Like, it's the yes. best. <laughs> you know, she was one of the only people, and I think maybe if only, the person that after her match, she stayed afterwards and took whatever time they, she was allotted to take photos with the fans, mm. sign autographs. And I was like, man, like, you can just tell that she's really happy. She's there. Yeah. She's living her dream. And what I liked about that that little interview that she did with, with Sarah was that, you know, she was trying to tell her, like, you know, thank you for your service. And she was like, no, thank you. Like, <laughs> yeah. for, like, these awards. It was crazy. It was pretty It was pretty nice. Yeah. I. I've been a Kyrie Sane fan since night one of the May Young Classic. And she drops the best top rope elbow I yes. think I've ever God. seen. Yeah. Ever. It's crazy. There's been some good ones. She was the main event of that night one taping, and it ended with her dropping that elbow. And I was like, this is, she's she's the future of what they want. Well, it's funny. Uh, when they first signed her, I remember I had a few people uh, mention that, oh, they signed the elbow girl. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but there's so much more to her than that. And clearly she's showing that, which is great. That's terrible, uh-huh. the elbow girl. <laughs> Um, number 17, we, we should talk about Candice LeRae. Yeah. That yes. was pretty exciting. Good moment yeah. for her. Yeah, it was. She looked good in there. Long yeah. time coming for Candice. Yeah. Seriously. And then uh, Casey, I personally thought she was very impressive. She was a very fun yes. one. I think she, I honestly think that she can do a lot. A lot, yeah. I, I They didn't do her a certain, like, I think mm. we talked about, I, yeah. I was talking to you, you all before we came on air, and they built her up so much on the way coming out. Oh my god! Like, oh my daughter's gonna go crazy right now. Yeah. Like, she did great, and it, I think, like I, it's just they built it up a little too much. Didn't yeah. But with to, com- for yeah. what happened. But with commentary talking about you, I think less is more in her position. Yeah. That like, because because. Like imagine if Ricochet turned up in the Royal Rumble, but they spent three minutes talking about yeah. he's he's the future of wrestling. You've never seen anything like it, anything ever. Yes. And then, like, Ricochet might live up to that, but even Ricochet might not yeah. live up to three minutes of just hype. Mm-hmm. True. That's and that's you know what else? Uh, to, not to go back. I'm, well, I'm going well, to. Um, and you know that it didn't serve Lacey Evans well either because uh, you know, you know after the those couple. At, 
little bumbles happen in the beginning. Like you hear like one of the announcers going, you got to be impressed with her. Like not, not at the moment. <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe overall, if I go and look at like yeah, her like, overall body of work, but yeah, not like, at the moment. Like we all see the talent here, yeah. but we're not seeing, yeah. we're not seeing the execution currently. Mm. I mean, we're not even, we haven't seen much of Casey at all. I, I almost feel like she'll be better suited to be in a tag team for a mm. while. Because she can do a lot of things, but she could be a graded. I don't know. You built the tag team division. I think she, if yeah. you find the right partner for her, she could be a really great part. She she tags with Ricochet on all the Florida house show loops. Oh, there you go. That like if I'm, I'll be down there, I'll be down there in a couple of weeks, and I'm hoping I'm hoping I'll get to see some some of that action. Oh. But if I, that would be an interesting choice, that they bring back Mix Match Challenge. Mm-hmm. That you could just call them both up to Mix Match Challenge. That would sure. be weird. Hey, uh, this when we were talking about Bianca Blair earlier, mm-hmm. did anyone see that weirdness with Sam? I don't yeah, understand. What, what do you yeah. think? Was, oh, was someone yes. in his ear telling him it to say to that? It had to be. I guarantee yeah. it. It came out of nowhere. I'm yeah. just like, it, it really didn't. And it's not, like, Sam would never, like, that's not how he would say something like that. Well, like. It, he, because Sam usually makes sense. I should have asked him before the show. And that didn't make that didn't make a whole lot of sense because just he the was way like, he paused, it's almost like he was hearing something and his brain was going, "Oh no, I gotta say this." <laughs> that yeah. was a little frustrating because because I like to say I don't think she belongs here is different from saying is different from saying she doesn't belong here. Like one is a state, one is a statement, the other is an opinion. And he stated it as an opinion, and I'm like, I don't understand how you could possibly say that about someone who's undefeated and beaten most of the women in NXT, that she doesn't belong on TakeOver and like a I'm, champion. I'm trying to think of what the motivation would be for even telling him to do that. I would think if you want to have a heel on the pregame show, have a heel on the pregame show. I don't think he's... Sam is not a right. heel. That's Sam is a straight man. That's yeah. my point. And is... that's why people like him, and have that's Booker why T he's on that. there. Or, you know, what's his name? Pat McAfee? Yes. No, no. Well, Pat's more of a straight guy, Well, that's guy the thing too. is we've got Charlie, we've got The Pat, other guy and... with the goddamn sequin jacket uh, that's not there much anymore. What the fuck? He does the other radio stuff. Um, oh, uh, Rosenberg. Rosenberg, yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> that's something that I can see him doing. Sure. Fair. Because he's more of not, he tries to get over. Shock jockey, yeah. Yeah. Or have a wrestler on the panel and yeah. let them do it, you know, but. Uh, it just was unnecessary completely. Anyways. What I did you guys think of the final, the final, it was Nia, Becky, and Charlotte, the final three women. Really what did you good. guys think about that? Really good stuff. I like this yeah. a lot, and I think, believability-wise, just because Becky entered the match after losing to Asuka didn't, wasn't a guarantee that Charlotte wouldn't still win the match. Yeah. That I thought, believability-wise, you could suspend your disbelief for any of those four to a certain extent of who is who's actually going to win this match. I liked when Charlotte was lifting up Nia because she had to try that, I think it was like two times, and it looked like it, she struggled a little bit there. But that, that was pretty impressive as yeah. well. Hey, um... Somebody was during the during the women's rumble. Somebody was complaining that why are they taking so long with the entrances? What's the hurry? Yeah, exactly. especially if you're over and you have a good entrance. Yeah, the match isn't going anywhere. I mean, it's still going to be the same length of time and like, but you I, know, I do think there were some production problems with I think just being in Chase Field versus 
the normal arena that they're at. A cameraman fell in the pre-show. There was a few missed camera spots. I, I noticed actually a lot more uh, mm-hmm. missed opportunities with the camera. I wasn't going to mention the camera pro- the camera stuff because I just like don't want to get heat with WWE. Well then, <laughs> I, then I won't further it under your name. I will say one appearance that I think we're talking people. Not, who, who, it's not normal. For like, oh no, they're the best in in like in I said, but they're the, all of yeah, television. Yeah, that's why it's like I never noticed it before. Yeah. The, the show was my that question. My understanding was that it's they're in they're in a baseball stadium so rarely, or even a football stadium so rarely that that would be part of why we're seeing it. I did like that they did the entrances in the dugout though. That was that pretty was nice. cool. Yeah, was neat. and they used a lot of augmented reality stuff. Like, yes, oh, so cool. I like that they're doing that more. And one woman that definitely made the most of her appearance, in my opinion, Zelina Vega, was pure entertainment from start to finish when she entered. And it's so her character. Yeah, I'm gonna go hide under the ring. Yeah, I'm gonna avoid eye. Con- I'm gonna avoid all contact. And she- I bet she nailed it, man. Nice little touch with the hornswoggle too. Thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah, got a huge pop, right? That's yeah. canon. That's that's somehow canon that hornswoggle just lives under the ring. Yeah, and Zelina's funny. Like her sense of humor, she gets it. Like she's not afraid to get egg in her face. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing, start to finish, was perfect for her. So. All right. Well, any more comments you guys want to add to that? I want to move on to the next match. Please move on. All right. Uh, the <laughs> next match, uh, match number five on the card, which was Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. This was probably one of the best, technically wise speaking. One of the best. Match. And um, as, as I guess maybe because of the placement on the show. And yeah. It was just... It, the crowd was so not into it. I, At I least can, the energy was so not tired. there for the a long time. The crowd was there for the entirety of the Royal Rumble match. And the second that it ended, people bolted to concessions, bolted mm. to the bathrooms. Because oh. where we were on the field, the line for the bathrooms on the ground went all the way around and wrapped around several things. So there's a, a lot of people that were just gone for the first half of this match. So, uh, but uh, being... As great as they are, uh, they just stayed the course, and man, they turned, they fucking put out a hell of a match. They really did. Wow! Like, On I, all like the technically, like everything, and the people were with it at the end. Mm-hmm. They was, were, they I were was, there. Oh, by the end, like they definitely yeah. grabbed everyone. I was at a Royal Rumble party with a good like twenty people, and it was mm-hmm. a similar thing in that room. That the women's Rumble match was about an hour seventeen minutes which is just a long time for one continuous thing that you can't really leave. Yeah. That at the end of it you have to have that kind of feeling of relief. I yeah. that said this match ultimately brought everyone back in. I, I think le- they By the way, I left anyhow for I I, I got to pee like yeah, every like, 5 fucking minutes, so I I I think card placement wise the Shane match would have done a lot better here and then this match could have done a lot better heading into the Royal Rumble match, but hmm. you know yeah, but I don't know. Shane wants to get fucking cricket, <laughs> cricket treatment from the crowd. Well, the I mean, you know, it does, yeah. like you, it's it's predictable that that might happen. Yeah. That's. So. Anyways, you well, can never the match go wrong that, with these two. Sorry. So, no, go for it. Well, the match that woke everybody up, or I don't know, woke's the right way, but, you know, got everybody re-pumped back into the show, I think, was Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar, simply because of the way it started. They had been pitching this match as a David versus Goliath sort of match, so I absolutely mm. love that Finn Balor, the second the bell rang, he was like, go and, you know, bring down the beast or yes. whatever. So the way that it started, the fact that at some point you even thought that Finn Balor might even win. There was a moment there yes. where I was like, yes. maybe it can happen. And, and it... Because Brock, he did his role so yep. believably well, yep. and the selling, and 
And my thing with with Brock has always been, I mean, since 2002 or like when he first brought to the main roster, was okay. This guy's invincible. No one like there has to be a chink in the armor. Mm. Any guy, any big monster has to have a chink in the armor, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that was the chink in the armor. You know, the corner of the desk or of the announcer table. Mm. You know, and the way he and and just the way he works. Is so believable, and he look, he's fucking great. Yes, he okay. Is. Bottom line, and when I said so on Twitter, oh my god, <laughs> he's not great. I mean, people get like insulting with me. Oh, what a joke! Fuck, well, fuck you. Like, yeah, like you can say, like, oh, I don't like how he does business, I don't like this or that, but. When you don't give credit where credit is due, the joke is you. Yep. It's like, it's similar with the, with the Ronda hate. If you really sit down and watch the way Brock Lesnar works, especially versus Finn Balor, how could you hate it? The guy is a monster selling for a hundred seventy pounds. It just makes you sound stupid. Yeah, it makes yeah. you fucking sound stupid when you when you say that he's not good. It's incredible. He's selling so well. He's making you think. A lot of us think Finn Balor's about to win this match. A, a guy who he outweighs by a hundred pounds, yes. and people are still criticizing him. It's like hate him for the money. Hate him for his success. Don't yeah. hate him for that eight. Bell minutes. to bell, these eight minutes were. <laughs> Damn. Everything you wanted from this match. And that's another thing. The people that are so stuck on a, a, a match has to be a certain amount of time for it to be any good. No way. It's not. like it. Look, that match was per, was for... That was right. That was the right amount of time. Exactly. Yep. And it didn't feel short. It felt really good. And it felt really right. It's very fulfilling. I would yes. say similarly to Brock and Goldberg's match yes. at WrestleMania. Mm. Yes. What did you think about the uh, post-match beatdown? Um. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of indifferent about it. Yeah. You know. Well, the character of Brock Lesnar is that he does what he wants, yeah. and so that ultimately, he. That's how. Whereas he doesn't beat down everyone post-match, yeah. that puts Finn Balor on a plane of like, oh, Finn Balor really got to Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Like he. He doesn't beat. He didn't beat down on Goldberg after that match. Yeah. Like he beat. He beat down on Finn Balor because it's like I almost lost to this little guy mm. who I who I underestimated heading into this match. Yeah. It. I. I think that story worked. Hey, did you see the uh, the twenty four seven thing? Clip, yeah. yeah. With him yelling at man. Wow. Them. Oh wait, what? I had not. The, right? Yeah, they put out a new WWE twenty four about WrestleMania thirty four, and it starts with <laughs> Brock coming to the back and throwing the Universal Championship at Vince. They're and gorilla. Vince responding, "Hey, asshole!" It's a gorilla. <laughs> it's a gorilla position. Yes. And um, um, the thing is, is uh, Maria and I were, were up there, right? Right. When that was going on. And I was like, I think it, before he came back and yeah. I'm like, I told Maria, I said, I think we need to go. <laughs> I mean, well, think about it. Before, because I was like, because, you know, we're watching that match and you remember how everyone was yeah. oh, fucking doing all that shit. And like, you know, beach balls here and just, just shitting on it and just. Like so, like we, it was uncomfortable just to be up in a grill position at that time. So we got the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, you could imagine Lesnar was pretty pissed off. He literally threw the title. It landed in Vince's lap. <laughs> he stormed through the curtain. You hear Vince just go, "Hey, asshole!" I mean, why do you think oof. they released the clip? I don't. Uh, why not? It's entertaining. Yeah, why not? Well, it's 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 captivating. It's it's like it's fascinating to to see and. It just it, it forwards that narrative and of it, fucking Brock Lesnar is just this and uncontrollable a, fucking whatever. And they would also tell you that we're so we're close to we're so close to twelve months out from that moment 
that things have corrected. That's that's the narrative they're going to spin. Well, it also it like, also helped telling Roman's story in that documentary as well. Oh yeah, I should watch that documentary. <laughs> it's really good. It it just as good as the one from last year, and it helped get hype for WrestleMania 35. Nice. All right, now going into the main event, which was the men's Royal Rumble. A lot of things happened in this match. Do you want to start off with anything in particular, or what no, were some of the highlights? Refresh my memory. Well, uh, it started off with a, a surprise. Uh, I guess you can say number two entrant, which was J-E- Jeff Jarrett. Double F. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't let you finish that. <laughs> That's all right. That's all I need to say. Um, Fun stuff. By the way, and I'm going to go back to uh, even to the women's rumble. Talking about the women's rumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, <laughs> When you have a star comes out uh, in something like that and they get in the ring and no one is there to feed them, what in the fuck? Like, you know, they need to come in and get some shit in before you cut them off. Like, I mean, that's the form and, and it's yeah. the formula for a reason. And and especially when somebody's over like and they have both like, you know, trademark stuff. I mean, yeah. mind you, Jeff's trademark stuff is his punches. He has a fucking great drop kick, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how Jeff. <laughs> I don't Jeff. I don't know how you get up so high for that drop kick when it's fucking like picking up a <laughs> fucking cement mixer when you try to slam you. But anyways, <laughs> we should have him on the show and ask. Him. <laughs> no, um, no, but um, yeah. Anyways, keep going. I don't know why I had okay, to get that in there. Uh, well, one of the surprises was Johnny Gargano at number six, and then I didn't like it. You didn't like it. Why no, not? Because like uh, he come in and like nobody really did his shit with him very well. Mm. It mm. was fuck it. Go back and watch it. Go back and watch everyone he did something with. It was like he could tell like eh, they just went over it. Half. Like it didn't look good. I'm just being honest with you. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? I, I know what you're talking about. I think the excitement to see him. The, the excitement for me to see him in a Royal Rumble match. I was still in that mindset that the fact that people weren't probably working with him the best. Well, he tried. Like, yeah, like, some guys tried, but it was, yeah, mm. it didn't. Eh. I, I could have done without it because I'm a huge fan of Johnny's, and I, we didn't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Well, what about Titus? I know we have to talk about him just because it was a funny aspect of the of you know him falling. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, and the people knew, and like when he came out and. Ended up not falling. My favorite part was when he did his prayer. I was yeah. like, stop it. This is hilarious. I didn't know. My thing was, okay, is Titus going to come out and walk really, really slow? Is he going to run? Like, what is he going to do? Because all of a sudden, there's this big hype to his entrance coming into the ring. So I thought yeah. it was pretty funny. It was. All right. Um, number 16, I guess we have to also talk about, he was personally my pick to win the Royal Rumble, which was Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And, I mean, what did, did you guys have any thoughts on him or anything? I was surprised when he got eliminated. Because I thought there was a, a really good chance he would win. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't suspend my disbelief beyond Seth Rollins heading into this match. That I think, especially now in a Roman Reigns-less landscape, that they're going to go with what they do tried and true in the Royal Rumble, which is crown, coronate a king instead of a prince. Yeah. Whereas if, if you're coronating a prince, it should have been Andrade or Drew McIntyre. Sure. To t- whereas those are guys who will be in the main event picture in the next two years. Yeah. That you look back at this rumble and you're like, oh well, if you knew the future, you'd know it'd be that. And Drew still had like the trajectory that I predicted for him, which was that he would be in a main event of WrestleMania in two years. Yeah. Or, yeah. And, and you know, mm. no, actually, I said three or something. Yeah. 
But uh, now it's two years. Well, yeah, yeah. but it, but I if you, it. I see it too. I just don't think that that's how they use the Royal Rumble. They use the Royal Rumble to put someone like Seth Rollins well, yeah. in the position they want to put him. You can't deny the reaction that Seth Rollins gets when his music hits. Yeah. That's all there is to it. He gets a much stronger reaction than Drew McIntyre, and he's the, the guy people would yeah. rather see right now. And so the big thing that I want to talk about, because it got mostly positive uh, response, but you know the, the usual suspects fucking hated it. It was <laughs> the, uh, Naya in the, in the Men's Rumble. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I, I fucking loved it. I yeah. thought it was great too. It was. It's a. It's a situation where for months and even years, people are calling for inter WWE to do some form of intergender. And now that they they did, and there were amazing moments with Nia, and yeah. we even we even got a new United States champion out of it. But it, the the fact everything that we got with Nia, this was gold. I adored it, and I can't believe. Well, I can. I suppose yeah. I can believe that people are reacting like they are. But it, ah, it was so good. Yeah, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. She. Like, just male or female, she came in like a heel that we all wanted to see get beat up, and then she got beat up. I, and I, I don't. Know, it was earned. Orton's RKO. <laughs> just like every, but it was very earned. Nobody, nobody jumped at her immediately. Some people are real uncomfortable though. Like they want to be for it, but they, it's still like it, they were uncomfortable. Like I'm gonna use for instance a big, huge wrestling band, o- O'Shea Jacks, um, mm-hmm. Ice Cube, yes. Ice Cube Son. Um, he was, he was kind of saying that, you know, like while he's for it, it was just, there was an uncomfortable feeling. He's not saying like they shouldn't have done it. He's just saying like, you know, um, you know, like watching the super kick and Mm -hmm. all these different things. And so like, you can't fault people for like the feelings that come up when they see certain things, you know? Uh, and people are trying like, and I think. From his point of view, like, you know, it's okay that we want to be accepting, but there's something, you know, for a lot of people that, like, it's going to take a little bit to get used to, maybe. I also think WWE is going to do a good job of picking their spots with when men are going to interact with women like this. Nia Jax chose to enter this match. Yes. And even then, beat down on a bunch of people. And even then, people had to be hesitant to touch her. Yeah. And then the next night on Raw, she punks out Ambrose. Yeah. So she was once again in the position of power. That she, but she's in the position of choosing. Yeah, she's choosing to be in a position where men can mix it up with her. Yeah, and I th- I think this was well built. That anyone who's claiming like straight up misogyny might might be just looking at the screenshot and not the entirety. Well, you know, the internet's uh, full of triggers. Well, <laughs> and people getting pissed <laughs> off. So, yeah, you know. and sometimes you know uh, these things they they can bring up like stuff within ourselves that mm. we might not be comfortable with about our past and how we've been to women, mm. you know? Yeah. So there could be different reasons for people feeling a certain kind of way about Absolutely. this Absolutely. Yes. All right. Much covers the rumble, I believe. What did, you, uh, what, did you guys have any thoughts on Seth Rollins actually winning? Was it... Makes sense. That's good, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I don't know if it would have been my choice, but I'm not like there all the time, yeah. and don't know like there's a lot of things that there's a lot of moving parts. And... Did you have somebody that you were pulling for, Sean? Uh, not really. No, yeah. no. You know, yeah. I was. I thought, okay, it would be nice to see Drew win it, but you know, it wasn't. Uh... And then uh, I, I like that Seth came in at number ten and was a workhorse because that's that's what Seth has been and will be moving forward. Mm-hmm. Hey, so. Um, 
uh, Andrade. Look, there was some good stuff in there. Yeah, like, made it to the final four. Yeah, there was a moment where I was like, "Can it be? Will they let? Like, will it be someone surprising to win the row?" I, I was hoping for Andrade until I remembered that Braun was still in it. Yeah, well, so hey, did anyone notice that Braun was uh wasn't around for any of that Nia stuff, or like certain people were were like, I don't know. Outselling or under the ring, or mm-hmm. or I don't know what was going on, but they made sure certain people weren't in there for the Naya thing. Actually, t- you you make a good point. They the only person from Raw that was in the ring was Dolph Ziggler. The other two guys were from SmackDown, sort of guaranteeing that those interactions couldn't happen again yeah. until the next pay per view. Yeah, well done. That's fair. Well done. All right. Now moving into obviously Raw and SmackDown, but we'll go ahead and start with Raw. Um, was there anything specifically that you wanted to talk about with Raw? I know there was a, quite a few moments. What do you guys think of the opening segment? I mean, well, first off, the way Raw ended, <clears throat> which with Ronda and Becky, I think that was talk about a great conclusion. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, the question is that you know that everyone's asking, what will be the actual main event? As in, what match will go on last? I mean, and what do you think? You think it's gonna be Ronda Becky or? or... It could. I, it could. The, the official, uh, you know, what it, it could change two right. or three fucking times between now and then. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, singles, uh, three way. Uh, you know, back to singles. Uh, let, you know, like the weather, the, the the wind can change directions. <laughs> you know, uh, quickly. Sure. And um, you know, so I'm gonna. Yeah. Well, because there's also someone made a Photoshop that kind of made the rounds yesterday of all four horsewomen in the ring at WrestleMania holding a championship so that Sasha and Bailey are tag champs. Charlotte is women SmackDown women's champ. Ronda is raw women's champ, Mm. which you mean Becky. Sorry, Becky. You're. I mean, and they're not going with that four horsewomen. I, I don't think they are either, but that's a possibility. They did tease it a little bit, though. I did. I saw that, but like, in, uh, just in case, maybe yeah, I don't in the know. Way, in the way that they want to be able to change the yeah. breeze, even from now, that's something that's still very much in the air. That yeah. it's like, well, if Charlotte isn't going to be in a three-way match in the main event, and it's just Becky Ronda, that Charlotte can win, and then we can have that WrestleMania moment that they mm. like to build yeah. of the four women, the four women that came up from NXT. Yeah. Denise, what are your thoughts? As far as the women go. Um, you know Amanda. what? I obviously for obvious reasons I think that Ronda Rousey and uh and uh Becky Lynch would be the thing to do because we already know that Ronda Rousey has the star power and we already know that Becky is the hottest, most talked about thing, and this would be the feud to put at the main event, not because they're women, right, but because this is the hottest thing people are talking about. That's, this yes. is what people are talking about. Point, so they yeah. actually earn the spot because I know people would think like, Oh, because Denise is a girl, she's gonna be rooting for the women to be in the main event. For women to get this opportunity, you know what, that's though, not the way I Denise, see it. you know what, though? It's perfectly fine for you to do that. Oh, too. no, but yeah. I don't feel that way, though. Okay. For me, I feel like those spots have to be earned. I don't care if it's a woman sure. or, yeah. or, but you can or definitely a man hope, or whatever. But you can definitely hope that it's a woman oh, more yeah, than a man, yeah. and you have every right to do that. <laughs> right. well, yeah, yeah, of course. But what I'm saying is that, to me, that they earn that spot, because yeah. even like when I listen to, it doesn't matter what I listen to, if I listen to other podcasts, if I go on Twitter, what are people talking about? They're yeah. talking about Rhonda. They're talking mm-hmm. about Becky. They're talking about, you know, what's going on with those with those women. So yeah. that's why they earn that and, spot. And to follow up your point, when it comes to the main event of WrestleMania, gender shouldn't matter. It should be what has the biggest story, what has the most hype, what has the best reaction from the crowd 
you can't deny Ronda and Becky. And if you want to sh- throw Charlotte in, great. Now, like you said, a lot can change over two months. But right now, ain't nothing hot. But, like, but Johnny, though, like, like, ideally, like, gender shouldn't matter. But in 2019, with everything going on, you and I both know that for them to have women in the main event of WrestleMania is a big deal. Big deal. Not just because of... It's a big deal because it's women. Just because of the struggle that women have historically always had just in society, but uh, especially in this fucking industry. No doubt. So, yeah, but yeah, they they definitely earned it. A thousand percent. And and it's funny because I remember sitting at Raw the night after WrestleMania at the monitor um, and like, you know, like, kind of by gorilla position mm-hmm. where, you know, talent sits and watches the show. And Rhonda came and plopped down next to me and we started talking and I told her that night, I said, you're going to be in WrestleMania, at WrestleMania next year. What did she say? She thought it was nice of me to say that. And I'm like, <laughs> I fucking guarantee it. Guarantee it. Not, I, yeah. I won't pat myself on the back and say I've said this since the end of, Wrest- of WrestleMania last year. Yeah. That so it was going to be... Sorry, uh, do you ladies. think that it would take away from the match if they added Charlotte into it? Because, mm. you know, I personally enjoy the one-on-one yeah. type of match, it's a bigger especially deal. for a main event. It's a bigger deal one-on-one. Uh, if they... Like, I want to say that, generally speaking, it probably would take away, but like, it depends on how they do it. It depends if they can do it to where it makes sense for it to be a three-way instead of just shoehorning Charlotte and because she's supposed to be the anointed one. That's really funny that you say that. Becky, uh, in response to last night's segment, Making the Rounds, coined the hashtag shoehorn Charlotte. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Because Charlotte had a segment last night that was essentially, I should be, therefore I want, therefore I will. Uh-huh. And it was just... Kind of sort, but like Charlotte essentially was just asserting herself without having to fight it, like do a match or anything else. That it's kind of, it's very much. I mean, my issue is if they're gonna, if they're gonna claim, if Charlotte keeps acting this way and they're gonna keep claiming, like, oh no, she's the face. But the guy, no, I think she's. Who's the face? Or sorry, that she's, that Charlotte's the heel. Or Charlotte, or that they're saying that Charlotte's the face when, like, Charlotte's acting like a heel. And so let's, and and so on Monday also, the the in ring. Face to face with uh, with Charlotte or with Rhonda and Becky, I I you know um, I put a tweet. I don't know if some people got it, some people didn't. I said it was a soft turn, mm. and I, I felt like it was. I felt like it was had to have known that that was going to turn the people a little bit against her. Mm-hmm. Y- you would hope they did. You would hope that if not, like, like I can't understand how somebody couldn't see that coming. So like, I it just seems like by design, and I liked it a lot. Yeah, I I, I don't think it's because there's certain people are gonna love Ronda no matter what. Yeah, you know, and but those people aren't gonna be those people aren't gonna be at the Raw after the Royal Rumble. Probably not. So that I think part of it is that they're playing to. This is a international crowd, as they call it, mm-hmm. a big fight crowd. Yeah. That the Raw after the Rumble, the Raw after Mania, those are rabid fans who are going to like who they like and cheer for who they cheer for. Mm-hmm. That it, they're just going to be a pro Becky yeah. crowd. Yep. 
All right. All right. Did Loved you guys it. want to add anything else? Any uh, any thoughts on uh, maybe Daniel Bryan bringing in the, the hemp belt? Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. I thought we you gotta, you gotta stoke my memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That like that's was something cool. we need to talk about. Yeah. Hey, so did anyone see my tweet about it? Yeah, the, the Woody. Woody. <laughs> the Ford Woody of championship wrestling belts. Uh, my dream car. I had, I had to Google a Ford Woody. Yeah. Oh, they're amazing. I want to get one so bad someday. Anyways, the title. Uh, just when we think Daniel Bryan can't get any more. Daniel Bryan. It's just oh, incredible. It fucking, it it's it's like it looks like it's made from a burlap sack. Right? <laughs> Did you guys see his promo during the pre-show where he's holding the hamburger yes. with the chicken nuggets? When he yes. did that, I thought to myself, man, they could do so much with everything his he does. character. And then he came out with this, and I was like, okay, thank you. They're keeping on par with this. Like everything he said was just on right on the money. Yeah. Like, and uh, just a quick comment on the Royal Rumble burger. It sold out before the show even started. I heard really? Yeah. Yeah. Before the pre-show or like before Dur- the main card? Before the pre-show. Before. Look at the little look at the little turquoise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how hippie can yeah, you it's go? up on it's up on. There should right be now. like some dream catchers on the. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I want one. <laughs> oh, trust me, you'll be able to get it online probably right now, and you'll be so. able to make. But you could also probably make it yourself. You find a nice uh, fallen oak. That looks like <laughs> one of the belts I had when I was back in backyard wrestling. There you go. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure WrestleMania weekend uh, at the the superstore that they have. I can already see those like you know like. Like, you know, like those bamboo yeah. case? I don't know. You know, something's funny. is like everyone's shitting on this belt. Like, you're supposed to shit on it, you right. dumbass. <laughs> I he, love it. Like, when people are, like, getting caught up in the work and they don't realize it. And yeah. they're just thinking, like, they're, oh, I'm really mad. Like, because this sucks. Yeah, I mean, they're making you mad on purpose. Yeah, like the whole. And, 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 and the addition of Eric Rowan, that's going to, you know, you got to believe it's going to assure him he's going to hang on to that thing. Is Eric a vegan? Big ass vegan? I don't know. I I wonder if I know he's be, he's a vintner, and they've they've mentioned that on commentary before. He makes his own wine. He's a he's an intellectual. Oh, he's Back- definitely like uh, a mental level uh, yes. IQ. Yeah. yeah. Someone yeah. shared wow. a picture of his Titantron, and it's his name, and the O is the recycle sign. Yes, <laughs> I thought that hey, was so that. you know uh, oh, when you when Sami Zayn finally comes back, I see him fitting into that group yeah. nicely. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. And I isn't he? He's fairly ready, right? Mm, no, no, no. Never he's mind. physically ready. Well, yeah, mentally, right. he's just like I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, or was that a wrap for Raw? Uh, Raw, we're done with Raw. Fuck it. Anything else for SmackDown? Then that was it. I mean, that was there's um, plenty, but you know, yeah, our truth. Our truth, truth winning the United yeah. States Championship. That's great. And yeah. defending it instantly. Yeah. That was nice. And Happy then, for Ronnie. And then they set up the they set up the ta- the uh title match for Elimination Chamber where it's Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe. Everyone. Basically. Oh, that Hardy, big thing. Did Jeff you like Hardy. that? What did you think of that segment? I enjoyed that segment. I I enjoyed that segment. I think it was built as a segment to build me towards six guys in a match. I didn't in, I didn't like it. As a segment to make me like Samoa Joe more, liked it a lot. Yeah, that's how I felt about that segment. I'm I'm hyped for this match. I like I thought Joe did the best. I thought he came out looking better than anyone in that. Segment. Oh yeah, oh, I think Joe the is mic wise. He was well, a think, sniper, just picking yeah. people off each. Yeah, I think Joe has yeah. been turning like low key been turning over some of the best performances the last like and, three or four months. And Mustafa Ali, every time he tried to get a point in, like on the <laughs> mic, he'd get cut off. Like yeah. right as he was finishing what he was saying, boom, cut off. You can't like I dare you to let, like wait for for his comment to breathe so he can get a fucking reaction <laughs> from it. Anyways, <laughs> well, is that it? He's the young one, so that's uh, all we've got. All right, yeah. Can we come up with some more shit while I'm on a roll? 
All right. Well, you mentioned Mustafa Ali. I wanted to say that he was actually one of the people that I thought stood out during the Rumble. Yeah. I don't know. Just yeah, you did. I threw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Five-hour show. We nailed it. All I think. Right. Yeah, we. I think we covered all the stuff. Unless we yeah. between Raw, SmackDown, and the Rumble, it's ten hours of television. All right. Two announced elimination chamber matches. There you yeah. Go. Hey, at some point, like I was telling to Josh Barnett when I saw him, are you guys familiar with like what they're doing, Game Changer Wrestling and the Bloodsport Blood thing with the you know UWF style wrestling? I, I know Game Changer. I didn't know they were combining with other promotions. No, they just they're used. No, no, it's just one show. They had oh. a show last year, WrestleMania, and they're going to have another show this it's year. It's called as Bloodsport, well. and it's like the theme is like MMA, like UWF yeah. style. Do you know? Have you ever watched UWF, Denise? Um, a little bit. Okay. Anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, and and it's got a pretty, a pretty impressive lineup. Like, like Frank Mir is going to mm. be in it. Jesus, you know yeah. that's like a pro wrestling debut for Frank yeah. Mir. Um, there's oh fuck, it's now I'm, I'm oh it's Minoru Suzuki. Okay, yes, uh, I can only imagine he's got some more like up his sleeve. And I asked him, come on, I think maybe I'll, I'm going to reach out to him, try to get him on a couple in the next few weeks. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's so many things I'd, I'd love to talk to Josh about, like uh, about old, and it might it might not be like what the may, the norm our normal audience is used mm-hmm. to hearing, and some of them will enjoy it, and like I think a lot of other people will tune in to the show too because like I was originally when I first started training, like I was a UWF guy, yeah. like mm-hmm. I was going to go to UWF, and then I left Florida and went to Minnesota, mm-hmm. and I started going down the more of the traditional pro wrestling route. Mm. So uh so those I do have some roots and and uh yeah. not to be confused with root. <laughs> right. Anyways, but I have some uh like you know Yeah. But the show's called roots. uh Josh Barnett's Blood Sports gonna yeah. be Thursday, April fourth in Jersey City at four PM. So that's gonna really kick off the weekend, um a WrestleMania weekend there. So uh yeah. That's gonna be interesting. Wow. Yeah. Most likely gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. yeah, maybe we'll have Josh on, and if we can't get him in studio, maybe call him and yeah. talk over the phone. So, uh, anyways, I guess that's pretty much it. I think we're that. Yeah, I think we're definitely yeah. there. We have so. recapped. All right, great job, you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. And um, we'll see you right here next week from the beautiful Afterbus Studios right here in North Hollywood, California. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at The Real Xbox, and email us at xbox12360show at gmail.com. The Westwood One Podcast Network.